Welcome to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. This show is produced by E-Presence, and I am Mark Gallivan, the founder and CEO of that firm. We're coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. How's Your E-Presence is a show designed to help business people and companies do social media a little better. Why do we do that? Why is that important? It's because social media, number one, it is not going anywhere. And number two, you need to figure out how you can leverage your business outside of just your website. Are you? In fact, I, I, I left a call today. I was had a, a great phone call with a local business person here in Gwinnett, as a matter of fact. And he is launching a new website, and he's trying to figure out how can he tell people about his new website. And he can do that through social media. So you need to make sure you're using social media to stay relevant. You need to make sure you're staying connected with your audience, and you can't do it any better place than right on social media. So here on e- on How's Your E-Presence, what we normally do is we talk about what's going on in social media, giving some tips that can help you do social media a little better. And our company, E-Presence, manages social media for you the individual. And the reason we focus on the individual social media profile is because that's where business is done. People do business with people. Why don't you harness the ability online to stay connected to your audience? And so that's what we focus on in ePresence because a lot of people don't have the time, know-how, or desire to do it themselves. We help them do that while they go on about their day job. So if you would, uh, and and normally on our show, we are always focused on social media. I keep saying normally because we have a twist today. We have a a bit of a, we're going to throw you guys a curveball, but I'll get to that in a minute. But normally we have you guys connect to me right on social media. And my universal social media handle is super easy. It's ePresenceMG. So you can find me anywhere. E-P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, M for Mark, G for Galvin. That's my handle on LinkedIn. It's on Facebook. Twitter, you name it, look for me there, even on Instagram. Although I'm not that active on Instagram. I should change that. I know. This is a social media show. I should be all over Instagram. But you really need to harness social media where your audience is, and quite frankly, my audience is on LinkedIn. So all that said, I have uh, an interesting, I did tell you guys I'm going to throw a little curve at you today. So uh, I've got a unique guest. And as you know, I typically introduce the guests and let them weigh in on some things that are going on social media. But I'm going to introduce my guest, and then we're going to get into some interesting things. I'm going to cover a little bit about LinkedIn. But my guest today is uh, the illustrious Mr. Steve Galvin. Steve, how are you? I'm fine, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Good. Wait, what's your last name? Galvin. Galvin. You mean you spell that for you? Yeah, how do you spell that? I don't know. G A L. Steve is my older brother by some uh, five years uh, there's a there's a great story about Steve and I out in the front yard of our house where he kicked me and uh, kicked me with a soccer ball and I, I couldn't get a hold of him. he put his head on my forehead as I was trying to destroy him do you remember this you mm-hmm. were just holding me back and I couldn't get to you I was so angry so I went in your bedroom and I just destroyed it do you remember that you yeah. forget that was a good story mm-hmm. it's the only way I could get get back at you <laughs> well there's a reason Steve's here today and and he's got a unique story that I'm going to get into in just a little bit and uh, uh, but before we get into his unique story, I want to tell you guys about what he does. So you work for whom? LexisNexis. LexisNexis. Do they sell cars? No. They don't? No. And they don't spell their name like a car company, do they? No, they don't. They tried, <laughs> but they lost. Oh, really? Did they have the same spelling as Lexus, the Initially. car company? Oh, Initially. I didn't, I didn't know that. 
So what, number one, Lexis is L-E-X-I-S. Correct. N-E-X-I-S, right? What does LexisNexis do? We're the largest information conglomerate pretty much out there. Uh, We support the uh, legal, law enforcement, uh, courts, systems, um, and also insurance and health care industries. So... I like to compare it to a massive legal database. Is that about right? Absolutely, yes. So if I am interested in finding out, so I'm a lawyer, and I have a client that comes in and they have a complaint about a said company, I can go to your database and find out information about lawsuits against that company, things like that. Is that the type of stuff that's in there? And I don't know, I'm yes, guessing. Yes, you can do that. Um, it also makes the, that way the lawyer itself can go out see what the court said yesterday, gotcha. uh, understand what the law is and how it has changed within a 24-hour period to make sure that they're arguing properly for their particular client. Got it. So the system is not just the database related. It also shows what's going on in the law. So I can see yep. immediately. So you guys must have a, a gazillion people sitting behind a computer entering this data. Yeah, we do. Oh, we do. I mean, just, really cool. in, just in the public records selection, we've got uh, four petabytes of data. Wait, 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 wait. You just said petabytes. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever hear that word. That's a lot. <laughs> it's more than a meg, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Wow. Okay. So that's what you get. That's what your your day job is. And we're going to get into uh, why I invited you on the show. And it's not because I felt sorry for my brother. Although you know, I do kind of feel sorry for him. He's not nearly as good looking as I am. Um, we're going to get into some uh, a little bit. Of, I want to get to a LinkedIn update. This is this is a big thing because I was in a training session in Colorado Springs. Just gosh, it was last month, and I typically train on this, and it disappeared. And this is called Find Nearby. So Find Nearby is the ability for you to kick your phone on and uh, and turn this little feature on. And when you do, what will happen is everybody else in the room that's also on Find Nearby can connect with you. So Steve, you and I, we go to a conference, you're on the other side of the room. I'm, uh, you know, with say there's a ballroom of 500 people, you guys, and and Lexus does this, they bring all the salespeople together at at times, right? All right, so it could be that type of thing. And if I go into my find nearby function on my phone, I can turn it on and I can connect everybody in the room as long as they're on it too. This used to be a feature right at the top of the screen under my network. So you have to only works on your phone. If you're on your laptop, this doesn't show there. So go to your phone, hit the my network button, and that's the bottom button on the left. So it uh, it looks like two people. If you look at your desktop, it actually has the words my network. So if you're confused, look at your desktop, you'll see the two people, it has my network on it. Look for that icon on your phone. When you find it, click it. You wanna make sure your search screen is empty. There's nothing else, it's up there. And what happens now, and this is a total change, there's a blue button that appears in the bottom right-hand corner. When you click that blue button, there are three options. You can add a contact, you can scan a QR code, that's a whole other conversation for another episode, and there's Find Nearby, and you can touch Find Nearby. And what you do, if anyone else in the area has Find Nearby on at the same time, they'll start to populate. So imagine this, you're at a, you're at a dinner, there's 10 people at the table. If you get everybody at that table to kick on Find Nearby, you don't need business cards anymore. So it's a digital, it's a way to connect digitally without a business card. Nice. So that's a big update. I wanted to share that because in my last training session, even LinkedIn support didn't know it. Now I will tell you, LinkedIn is not Facebook. They are, 
I don't want to say they're the minor leagues, but they're the minor leagues. When they you compare them to what Facebook does. So even the help desk did not know this was coming out before my last training session. So I want to make wow. sure I shared that. It is a very, very useful function. So check that out. All right. So, Steve, there's a reason you and I are talking. And um, and, and there's there's something that I want to really highlight. Just the end of the, the beginning of this month, there was a notable thing, and it wasn't just your birthday, but it was your birthday. When's your birthday? Was my birthday. So, the week thereof. All right. So, and then there's an anniversary that came along with your birthday this year. What's the anniversary of? Three years surviving pancreatic cancer. So three years ago, August what? It was Labor Day weekend. So three years ago, Labor Day weekend, Steve, you were diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And I got to tell you, yes. this is how the story, this is how I found out. You went to the hospital and you're going through a, you, the things you're doing. I won't get into that. And I get a phone call. And it was you and you say, hey, Mark, this is what's going on. And you are, you, you, by the way, for those of you who don't know us, us Galvins, nothing bothers us. We're really cool. And Steve's sitting there with pancreatic cancer. Like, hey, this is not a big deal. I just got this thing going on. It's called pancreatic cancer. And it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be good. And so I walk, you know, I hang up the phone. I sit down. I'm at a football game. It was, I think it was a Friday night. And I'm at a Marist football game. So, and you know, I don't miss too many of those. So I'm sitting there. I, I go down. I sit down by a guy who happens to be a doctor. <laughs> sit there watching the game <laughs> with me. And I said, you know, I just got a phone call from my brother. He said he had cancer. And the guy goes, yeah, what kind of cancer? And I said, he said he had pancreatic cancer. And he looked at me and he said, quote, your brother's dead. Yeah, I've heard mm-hmm. it before. Nobody, he said, survives pancreatic cancer. We didn't know how long. We didn't know how, how you know, what stage mm-hmm. you were at or anything. How did you, why did you go in to the doctor in the first place? What was it that manifested itself? Uh, the week before Labor Day in 2016, uh, Monday, I itched a little bit. I took a Benadryl and I went to work. Tuesday morning, woke up. Itch a little more. I took two Benadryl and went to work. So you're itchy. It's just itchy. Okay. And then Wednesday woke up and I couldn't get to the itch. It was inside of me and I couldn't scratch it. Couldn't get to it. About five o'clock in the morning at eight o'clock, I was sitting in front of a uh, physician assistant, a friend of ours at uh, Marietta Dermatology and uh, didn't have a rash, didn't have anything. But she said after the fact, I was a little jaundice. Slight. Okay. Had a blood test done. She gave me a steroid shot. I told her I loved her. I gave her a big old hug and I said, Sorry, that's all I can do. You know my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then we went to work. And Friday afternoon, we were in Costco. Friday before Labor Day. And there's really no lawyers that want to see me afternoon on Friday. Right. Wait for Labor Day. I had. Push the cart. I had three things in the cart okay. that Beth didn't know about. I still had two more to get. <laughs> okay. The phone rang. It was Shannon. Steve, where are you? Told her, go home. You're going to the hospital. And within 45 minutes later, I was in the hospital. They were trying to find out what was going on. A couple things here. Uh, number one, Beth is who? She's my wife. So uh, oh, Phenomenal. You- how long have you guys been married? 33 years. I should have prepped you with that because I would stutter on that one, so I'm no. glad you knew that. Well done. So 33 years. Normally it's all my life, but 
Beth was my, for the record, for all of those, uh, and, and maybe even for Beth here, Beth was my first date to my first concert. She it took sure me. Was. She, I wanted to go see Pat Benatar, and she was my date, and I was, I don't know, <laughs> I was 16 maybe. So Beth has been around a long time. So you find out, you go, they, you're, you're in the doctor, you've got jaundice, and they, they started, they, and there's some, this is a symptom of pancreatic cancer I found out later. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that go, okay, got to check the box. Let's see if he has, if he has cancer. They did sonograms, and they saw a mass or something in my pancreas. Uh, my bilirubin was over 50,000. Standards 0.1 to 0.3. Okay, good. Yeah, largest, well, not good. But. Yeah, largest that uh, this particular physician assistant that says she's ever seen. Wow. Uh, they found it. Um, what was going on? And... Uh, they wanted to keep me overnight and went home. So instead, so um, I'm going to speed the story up. Go because we only have 20 minutes. I hate to do that because uh-huh. there's a lot of great stuff here. When did you find out it was stage one cancer? How long did that take? Mm, within oh, two weeks afterwards. So it took a little while. Yeah. Um, who's the famous person right now that has pancreatic cancer? Everybody has heard about. Yeah, uh, the dude Jeopardy, on Jeopardy. Jeopardy, Jeopardy host. Mike, who is that guy? What's the What's his name? Pat. Alex no. Trebek. Alex Trebek. Okay, so thank you very much. So Alex Trebek is dealing with pancreatic cancer, and he is stage four. That's right. And I remember when it came out, I went, "Oh, not good." Stage one is a big difference than stage four. It's still bad news, but it's a little easier to manage. So um, you you started your therapy and the first thing you did is the first thing they do with anything of cancer is they send you through chemo right right well that's what they did with us i had three choices good better best and the best was chemo well on the chemo there was three choices okay yeah and i chose best so uh what's it like going through chemo debilitating frightening destroys you and uh, shrinks you so what does the what does it do to your brain does it make you think differently it does uh, with that poison running through your body uh, the chemo running through your body it does affect your mental attitude it does affect your mental thoughts uh, your concern your worry and uh, a fear comes over you yeah can't help but so you told me there was a, an oncologist or a lawyer said something about what is an oncologist's job? Yeah, this particular customer uh, sat me down and he says, what's an oncologist's job? And give me chemo. Yeah. And he says, no, Steve, what's his job? I didn't know. He's an MD and a JD, a surgeon, and then he is now a lawyer, mm-hmm. one of the smartest guys I've ever met. And he told me, he said, uh, Steve, an oncologist's job is to give you as much chemo that takes you to the line of death but doesn't cross it. My oncologist did his job. So what did that do to you? What, you know, like it, how much weight did you lose? 100 and more than 115 pounds. So I'm going to tell you, buddy, Steve was a fat ass. <laughs> I, was 200, I was 225 pounds and 5'10". You were, you were, I shouldn't say he's a fat ass. He was big, right? So you were, uh, when this all started, you actually wanted to lose weight. You were at, you know, two and a quarter, and you went all the way down to 104 pounds. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. So, uh, and that was all the chemo. The chemo is just running all this off of you. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So now, a little fast fast forward a bit here, and kind of gives you an. I, I, part of the reason I want to share the story is you know the toll that it can take, not just on the person who has the cancer, but even the family. There's there's something that happened back in November. Uh, was it 16? Yeah. So, tell me that story. November the 14th, 2016. Not that you remember the date. It's not important at all. <laughs> um, Beth and I had gone, because my third round of chemo was October 31st, 2016. 14 days later, I went back for another round. Sat down in the doctor's office, and the oncologist looked at me and said, uh, go home, get stronger, eat, get better. And I couldn't. I was so weak. Uh, getting in and out of the car was unbelievably so Beth had told me on the way home that I was destroying my daughter and that she was, our daughter is, we're blessed in our family. We have a special needs daughter that has nothing but love. She's phenomenal. And she loves school. Uh, What's her age? She's now um, 20, she's 22, she'll be 23 this December. So she's 23 years old and describe her special needs. What What is it? Uh, you know, help, she, help us understand. She has apraxia with cognitive impairment, uh, her oral motor and cognitive abilities are uh, dampened, and uh, she doesn't fully understand everything. She, If you told her I had cancer, she wouldn't know what that meant. Okay. Uh, but she knew something was wrong. But she loves, right? Oh, man, does she love. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, nothing but love. Yeah. I think she's right and we're wrong. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, in a lot of areas um, and Beth told me I that she, I was hurting her and that evening I normally sit in the chair and I didn't move and I would sleep uh, uh, 22 20 hours a day minimum mm. I'll sit in the chair and Beth looked at me and said uh, look at your daughter I picked my head up because I was holding it in my hands and I looked at Morgan with just fear on her face her mouth was open her eyes are dilated and she said to me, Dad, are you okay? With fear. What do you say when you're facing death? When you're trying to get stronger? And your love, one of the loves of your life, looks at you and says that. What do you say? I don't know how, but I was able to say, I'm tired. I'm tired. Daddy's tired. And she looked at me and she said, Dad, do you need a hug? <laughs> and I got a hug. And I was getting two, three, four, five hugs a day from that point forward because mm-hmm. she was helping me. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that was a turning point for you. You've said that kind of something it, changed. It helped me uh, with a little bit more desire not that i'd was lacking prior right but right. uh it, it, so forth but you know the next two weeks was difficult because i i couldn't get up i couldn't walk uh to go to the bathroom took 20 minutes to stand up to sit up to, to tell yourself sit up sit up you can sit up it was so weak it was so weak wow. uh but yeah uh, and, and, but that day and some other things happened that day as well um but it, yeah that uh they etched in my memory so there's a radical surgery that uh that is offered to pancreatic cancer 
uh, patients. What's that radical surgery called? It's called Whipple. The Whipple surgery. What do they do in the Whipple? They cut you from your whole middle open, from bottom of rib page all the way down below your belly button, and they lay you open, and you lose your gallbladder. In my particular scenario, a third of my uh, pancreas, and uh, the first uh, curve of your of your stomach, uh, a duodenum or something like. Yeah, somebody uh, out there knows what you just yeah, said. Yeah, that's what they say, and they have to re- reconnect and uh, recreate uh, the bile ducts that goes from your liver into your small intestine and some other things as well. Okay, uh, pretty radical surgery. So I like to describe this because I didn't know anything about it. I describe it as a uh, ice cream scoop. They hmm. go in with an ice cream scoop, and in the center of that scoop is the uh, cancer and they scoop everything else around it. So it's touching your stomach, it's touching the liver, it's you know the, everything it touches. And they the, did most of that with me. Yeah, they, they cut all that out. out. And then they gotta put it all back together. Yeah. So I mean, it's just, it, it, to me, just unbelievable surgery. So you had the Whipple. I had the Whipple. How long did it take to recover from that? Hmm. Dr. Wolfgang said it would take me six weeks, but I need to take 12 weeks off because my body would take six weeks beyond the regular scenario to get stronger, to support myself completely. Wow. 12 weeks. So, uh, and you went to uh, what hospital for that? I went to John Hopkins to uh, Dr. Christopher Wolfgang. Is, and who is uh, Strebeck seeing? Is he seeing? I don't know. He's going to the same hospital. I know that he said that he's going to. Hopkins is known for they're the best in the world for pancreatic cancer and I wouldn't have been there without my son. So you are, uh, you work at LexisNexis and you're a salesperson for LexisNexis. How are you doing on your sales goal? Fine. Just fine? Doing okay. Are you, um, did, did work and I'm just, I'm just imagining this as a, as a dad making a buck get sick what were your fears you know work had to be a concern how do Absolutely. i keep your family what were the worries that you had as soon as you found out i have cancer i looked at my wife who squeezed my hand when i was told i looked at the bottom of the bed and i see my son nicholas standing there he dropped his head picked it up and there's two rivers running down his face at that point in time every fear every animosity every negative emotion in the world hit me and I couldn't breathe mm-hmm yeah so you had there's there's so much so many responsibilities you've got your you had your son who uh, he he was not married he has Next since time. gotten Aspen, married yeah. Kelsey yeah um, so you've got all the personal things was there a worry about an income of course there was so you got that on top that, of that too, right? That came after the fact, but yeah, all that hit, hit hard, hit hard. Short-term disability was important, long-term disability, yes? Short-term disability. Yeah. Uh, the company, um, Lexus, was phenomenal to me. That's how good. They, how they supported me and uh, how they stood behind me. So did work help you, did it motivate you? Because you're, you're a good salesperson. You do a great job for LexisNexis. And here's how I know. I talk to a lot of doc, a lot of uh, lawyers in the work that I do, and they all know you. It's sort of like, oh, you're Steve's brother. It's sort of like, <laughs> you know, I'm tired of being his little brother. But <laughs> yeah. So, and I know that work is a big deal. Did it? Did work help you pull through this? No. Why not? My wife, my my support group, my wife, my son, uh, friends, uh, 
work with a, a small, small part of it, but my support group is what really pulled me through. I have friends at LexisNexis that would reach out. Sure. Uh, and I wouldn't have had those friends without the company. So the answer is in that regard, yes. Sure. The uh, community. Yeah, yeah, my, but it was my network, my support group. So uh, where are you today? Three years, uh, post-recovered, uh, just have gotten through five days of, uh, <laughs> of uh, radiation, two spots on my lung, two hours a day. But they said they could kill it yeah. with uh, this. <laughs> Fine, let's get the party started because yeah. I've never heard they could kill pancreatic cancer. Yeah. No one's ever said it. Right. Right. So uh, you've put on some weight. You look great. Uh, and this is why why we we celebrated just recently as a family. We all got together to celebrate your birthday and to celebrate three years ago uh, that, that this all came about and, and you're still fighting. And what's interesting about this, Steve, is that you are able and have been able to fight through this and do it effectively. Uh, do things that I've not seen we all deal with cancer in some way. There's not a person I've met that's in their, you know, forties, late forties, fifties that needs to, that hasn't dealt with this some way, a friend, a loved one themselves. And, and so the story to me is fascinating that what you've done and how you have, you have been through the ringer and to see you when you weighed 104 pounds was just unbelievable to me. Um, never, never in my mind could I've ever imagined you, losing that much weight and how how it did physically change you and now mm-hmm. to see you coming back to see you yeah. put on some weight you know have energy to show up here to drive all the way over here to join me here that couldn't have happened not in in november of 16 that no. this wasn't possible it wouldn't have happened yeah. a year and a half ago so this is amazing i mean it really yeah. is miraculous that that you are here the the, the great thing is, is uh, the work is interesting. What you do, I think, is interesting. LexisNexis is a very well-respected company, and they've stand, stood behind you, and I applaud them for that as your brother and as a, a friend of watching this happen. You've done a great job selling because you, you built that. A lot of the legwork and a lot of the base that you put in place before you were diagnosed True. helped you through these last three years more than I think that we can ever realize. The friends that I have in the community didn't really understand until after I came back and the love that I've received from the legal community is unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, Terrific. I'll share with you real quick. March uh, this year, I had 10 days of radiation on the pancreas up and I and I support the Cobb County bar very heavily. Uh, and uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, legal community in the bar. I came home and there was three cards that they had passed around and I had 200 lawyers sign those cards wishing me luck, prayers. That is so cool. And that was, that touched me deeply. Wow. It touched me deeply. It is amazing how the little things we can do can lift somebody's spirit. We always have to remember that. Speaking of spirit, there is another sustaining piece that's important to you. What is that other piece that you found is very sustaining? I wouldn't be here without God. Uh, when I was diagnosed and I told you I couldn't breathe, I could not breathe. I had an elephant sitting on my chest. 
I can't tell you how much negative energy or how much negative hit me. I closed my eyes and I asked God to take it away. And I'd sit in the middle of the vessel. No matter where it went, I would, I would go willingly. In Jesus' name, I prayed. Not only has that happened where I immediately was able to breathe, but I've had no pain. No pain. Which is, I've been told is unusual. Don't know if it is or isn't because I'm not allowed anyone in my community or my support group to tell me negatives. Mm-hmm. If it's negative, leave. Show me positive. I don't want to know what my odds are because that I can't control. Right. Negatives. Don't need it. Need to stay positive. And so I've done that. I've had the opportunity to help others. Um, it's a blessing when I can help people and um, to share with them the mental anguish and the mental hardships that you're going to go through. And you better have an escape. You better have a way to decompress. You better have a way to separate yourself out. You're going to need that, right. and you need to find that. And so, yeah, I've That's been through truth. that, and I was, I was fortunate. You learn a lot, unfortunately. Um, I learned through this experience how wonderful uh, a wife I have and how great my family is. And I love my wife more than I've ever loved her in my life today. She's awesome. And I'm, I'm blessed with that. So, yeah. What yeah. a terrific story. Yeah. Steve, thanks for coming in. I, I really you. do appreciate it. Uh, and I hope that we've helped someone out there who has been you know, looking at dealing with, with cancer or maybe has a loved one that's dealing with cancer. I think that the story you share is, is just terrific. Where can people track down LexisNexis, their Twitter account? Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's LexisNexis. Easy as that. That's right. Yeah. Website's LexisNexis. You can track them down there. Yeah. You're on LinkedIn at Steve Galvin is his handle on LinkedIn. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank I you. I do appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, well, that's a wrap for us. A little different than normal, and, and hopefully you, you enjoyed the show and got something out of it. I do want to close with reminding you how you can track down ePresence. Uh, you can find us live on the third Thursday at each month at three o'clock eastern or just remember the third thursday at three but you can listen to any of our shows 24 7 by going to businessradiox.com select the gwinnett studio and then click that click how's your e-presence show logo you can also find us uh find how's your e-presence on itunes google play soundcloud and even spotify just go out there and search for us on any of those channels and you can track us down there as well uh, for more about ePresence, you can find us at ePresence.me. That's ePresence.me because it's all about you. You can also find us on any social media platform using the handle ePresenceME. Until next time, for my guest, Steve Galvin, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your ePresence on Business Radio X. Mm-hmm.